0: The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com.
1: Welcome to Radio Law Talk. I'm Frederick Penny, your host. Remember, we always say we're the most exciting, entertaining, and sometimes you know you can learn something from us if you'd like at times but 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 it is informative if you want to listen to it carefully also we try to be politically neutral if you're tired of politics radio that's us you just stay here because we're going to discuss both sides we're lawyers disney's dirks is a family law attorney i'm a personal injury lawyer, and Todd is a former prosecutor for the DA's office, and now a criminal lawyer, and Cal thinks he's a lawyer. He's our producer. So
0: Cal's with, a wannabe. With, with, with all that... <laughs> Don't you forget it. With all that, <laughs> you can't wait, go wait. wrong. I object. <laughs> <laughs> with all
1: that, you can't go wrong, but if you want to join the show, you can call us at 855-LAW-RADIO or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. Um, remember, we're going to do the thing called Case or No Case that most people love to play. It's a play-along. And if you want to tweet it in, you can tweet it in at Radio Law Talk. But remember, you do not have to be on the air. Cal will take your call and just say what, you're, uh, what you believe that the answer should be. Or if you tweet it out, we'll mention it on the air. So today we're going to talk about, uh, again, we're going to talk about Woody Allen's $68 million lawsuit against Amazon. But probably the, the bigger one that we're going to talk about first, after case or no case, is the women's soccer lawsuit about whether or not women should be paid the same as the men's soccer players and an actual lawsuit has been filed and I'd love to get all of our takes on this uh, as to how this applies or does not apply to our democracy and the uh, you know basically the you know wh- wh- whatever brings in the most money they get paid the most issue. capitalism you mean yeah, yes yeah, the, the capitalism yeah. and the
0: rule of contract law what yeah. kind of deal did you sign
1: yeah that's yeah. exactly right yeah. we're going to talk about that and then really important for Denise. Uh, who rolls in this, the Rudy Giuliani divorce is getting very interesting out of New York, and we're going to discuss that, so hang on with that. But remember, we're talking about general topics of law. Seek legal counsel uh, from your local lawyer. Do not use us to uh, go ahead and decide what you think you should do legally on one of your cases. Seek local counsel. And also, we are heard all across the country. And remember, if you want to talk to an attorney... Uh, in your area, go ahead and go to our website at www.radiolawtalk.com. You can see uh, lists of lawyers that are in different areas, and uh, we appreciate those lawyers. Uh, and uh, before we do anything else, I think we rolled to Case or No Case, Cal.
0: Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yay! All right, well, I take you now to the great city of Denver, Colorado where Tom Messina owns a restaurant, or at least he thought he did. For the past 20 years, Mr. Messina has operated Tom's Diner on Colfax Avenue right in the middle of downtown Denver, a popular 24-hour restaurant just a few blocks from the Colorado State Capitol. Capitol rather. It's demanding work. Mr. Messina is looking forward to moving on as he nears retirement age. His plan was always, well, I'll sell my restaurant. That'll be my retirement. That dream looked like it would become a reality because a company offered him almost $5 million for his property. And the Colorado-based developer wants to build an eight-story apartment building with the shops on the ground floor. They thought it would be a great place to do that. The price was right for Mesita, and the plans fit perfectly with Denver's 2010 rezoning of the property. But wait... Denver's historic preservationists got wind of Messina's evil plans to sell his own property and retire after two decades of serving Denver residents eggs. And they objected. The activists argued that Messina's restaurant, first built in 1967, is a classic example of mid-century Googie architecture and is worthy of protection. For Messina, the issue comes down to the fact that it's his building and his land and he should to de- be able to decide what happens to it. And so I ask you and Mr. Cunin because it's your turn and because oh by the way, this is a five point wow. risk it round. You may risk up to five points of your current scare score. You can either lose five or gain five more. Plus, but you know so that's what we're up against. If you don't want to, it's still a you know one point and one point, but. I'm, because Todd's so far behind, it's only
2: fair. <laughs> Thanks for throwing me a bone there, Cal. <laughs> so the question is, case or no case? The Mr. question Kater, is points, it? and points?
3: then case or no yeah, case, points right?
2: points first. Points or no points. Okay, so uh, first I'll i I'll, I'll go ahead and do the five. All right, very okay, well. So I'm going to go big risk. or go home, All what right, the heck. There you go. And by uh, the way, if you get it split, it's a no point point. It's a no-point problem. So I just stay right where I'm at. Okay. Okay. Um, Is this a case? Could this guy be basically shut down by the Preservation Society in the town? And I will say, because I've heard about this happening before, um, I'm going to say, yeah, this is a case. And I am also going to say that the Preservation Society is able to sustain their action and prevent him from engaging in the activity he wants to. You see, and this is
0: just what Fred was talking about. Do we live in a capitalist society or do we live in a society where nobody really owns anything? And that's really the, that this might bring up. And so, Denise, I guess we'll just go around the horn. You get to go second, if you please.
3: All right. Do you want me to say points? I'd like you to. I'm just going to risk two.
0: Okay, two. Very well.
3: Okay. And I'm conservative in that way. Mm-hmm. I think that it's 2010, um, and I'm trying to think back, and does a preservation society, if they win, is it really like a... Uh, ad, not adverse possession, but what's the name when?
1: Eminent domain.
3: Eminent domain, exactly. You
1: already grabbed um, my, my
3: thought. Yes, and so I'm thinking that if it if it is an eminent domain matter, which I think it would have to be if it's a preservation issue, mm-hmm. then they have to match the $5 million. Um, so I think it's a case, um, and I think that he gets the $5 million in some manner. Hmm.
0: All right. Mr. Penny, what say you? Well, Denise followed
1: my exact thing. I mean, it, it, there is no damages if he's selling it for five million. Wait,
3: you got to put your oh, yeah. It's no, risky. two points.
1: I'm two points. I'm two points. All right. Um, the, it doesn't matter where he gets the money from, and if they come in uh, as a preservation society or a historic society and prove that it's a historic landmark, then they the government can take it under eminent domain, but they're going to have to pay the reasonable value of that, and so if they prove that he's been offered 5000000 million, got to write a $5 million check to keep the diner there. And if, if I was him, I would be happy for that. Wouldn't you? Good. Take it, eminent domain. I got my original diner still there. And by the way, I'll still work there if you like me to. And I'm going to take the $5 million. So, uh, and that, tax, that money comes out of the taxpayers like me, you, and everybody else. So that is the scenario. That was a very intelligent argument, uh, Denise, and I agree. But I'm going to say no case. And let me tell you why. I think this is a true scenario. I think this incident did occur, and I think they worked it out, but there was no lawsuits
0: filed. No lawsuits filed. Did you risk any points on this? Two. Two. Two points. Okay. All right. Well, all right. No lawsuits okay. were filed. Interesting. Well, it's very interesting that each of you had different legal theories on this. Uh, the first question I would ask you, and I'm just going to ask you out loud, is do you think that the Preservation Society has... Eminent domain authority. They're just a group. They're not really like a government agency or anything. Fred, what do you So I
1: think that it depends on every state's different. But I and I think there is a federal one. But I think they do have certain rights. I don't know that answer. I'm going to put that out there. But I believe they do have some sort of rights.
3: Uh, you know, I missed something, and yeah. that's the rezoning issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very important to this case, actually. So if they rezoned it, the question is what they were going to do. The, perp- the people that were going to buy this business from him, what would they going to do with the property? And perhaps it was not zoned and for that purpose. eight-story
0: apartment building with shops on the bottom floor. It was a mixed-use retail residential. was what. Uh,
3: well, when we
1: come back, we're going to hear about it because Cal's going to tell us whether we like it or not and see if <laughs> Denise, myself, and Todd,
0: we have different theories. Oh, you'll it's like to be fun. We'll be back. Stick around. There's much more uh, Radio Law Talk coming up, including the answer to case or no case after this. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins
2: I'm going to quick quack car wash, get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty, shiny, sexy, just because I want to, don't drive dirty, going to get my car suds at the quick quack car wash, it's the quick quack quickest and the cleanest by far, we're talking three skinny minutes, sitting right in your car wash, a hundred feet of washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, sober, Cadillac, Quick Whack. and spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the Quick Whack. Car watch it on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest Quick Whack in the local area. Get in your car. Get in your truck. Get on the road, and come
4: visit the, at the Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack
5: Car
0: Wash. All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo, but first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? you're listening to radiolawtalk.com and now back to your host frederick penny so tom's diner a place
1: that sounds like i would love to eat unfortunately in denver colorado wants to uh sell the property and he wants to retire old tom and for five million dollars to a developer that's going to put a high rise and some lower in on the bottom of the high rise make some nice restaurants or or uh, do some sort of uh, uh, other type of commercial
0: convenience a, a store, convenience maybe store, something, whatever,
1: yeah, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. so the issue is, a Denver Historic uh, Society or Preservation Society came in and said, "No, no, 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 you can't do that because it's a historic place. That we're gonna, it's the original diner that everybody loves." The question is, was a lot did a lawsuit occur, and if so, um, who wins in that case? Denise and I talked about eminent domain, and that during the break we we're, pro- we're saying, well, does the historic society, is that a government entity that they can claim do- eminent domain, and we're thinking, no, now that that's a private society, they're going to have to raise the money, but I don't know that answer, so Cal, oh, go ahead. And-
2: uh, by the way, I just want to say we did get one message okay. coming in saying that, yes, this is a case, but it was based upon a, a personal experience of this person, but... Uh, one of our listeners has said, it is a case. All right. Yes. Well,
0: um, I okay. wonder,
2: can we penalize them if they're wrong? Mm. No. <laughs> no.
0: They're always right. Our yeah. listeners are always right. That's right. Listeners are always right. All right. So here's the deal. For those of you who say this is a case, please raise your hands. That would be that would be Denise and Mr. Kunin. And the answer to that is... Oh, Fred Penny is right again. Now, I love to hear that. Now... <laughs> I, I will not. I will not deduct any points from Todd because he said it was a true scenario, and he's right about that. It I is a true it. scenario. And not so gonna, did I. Not going to deduct any points from any of you, and I'm not going to award points to any of you except you, Fred, for saying it was yes. no case. And here's why. This actually, the preservation board came to the restaurant owner and said, look, let us show you how to use your land. You can leave the building here. And, but of course, that meant 60% of the property would be used for the development. Therefore, the value of the property went like that. And he said, look. If you want to buy it from me for 4500000 bucks, million, you're welcome to do that. And they said, oh, no, no. As the Preservation Society, all we have to do is get it registered as in the National Place of Historic Registers, uh, Register of Historic Places, and you can't touch a nail without going through them. And that's what they did. So it's now in the National Re- Registry of Historic Places. He's still trying to get compensated for the money they took from him. It's, a, it's not been fully resolved. It's still up in the air, but they have sent it in for, re, for submission for registry. It's not registered yet. Yes.
1: So I have an answer. And as a mediator, sometimes it's good to get a mediator in. Why don't they come in and lift the diner up? And move it somewhere else so the original diner is still in place, even though it doesn't sit at the same spot. And that's the historic diner that's still there, but put it somewhere else that is not going to cause this problem. And give him his $5 million. I just solved it. Give me a call, everybody. If you're listening to Radio Law Talk in Denver, tell Tom at Tom's
0: Diner this is what needs to happen. Great question. There are three restaurants built in the same original chain on which Tom's Diner was based on the very same street. His happens to be the first one. And so the Historic Society said, Well, you can't move that one. You could move the other two. But this is the original one, it has to say. And it's some chain you've never heard of, like Smitty's or so. I don't even I know don't what know. it is. It's a weird thing. I want to look you know, this
1: up on the internet. Yeah, now, it's a but pretty but, interesting yeah. story.
0: Yeah, Google it and then you'll get a yeah. lot more subtext and background that I could give you. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is <laughs> case or no case. And remember, I'm not above simplifying and making the facts easier than the actual case might give for the purposes of clarity and
2: editing in case or no case. And now back to the show.
1: Yeah, do yeah, well, not Yeah, disclaimer. It's the case or no case. Don't think that it's all 100% accurate. We're
2: going to change the title to Radio Disclaimer Talk. Yeah, yeah that's exactly and, uh, right. Good call. Leave us alone. <laughs> we're lawyers. We're disclaimers. You know
1: what? Okay, the the big issue that's coming for this Megan uh, Raponi, okay, and, and, and I don't
0: follow soccer.
1: Rapino, Rapino. Okay. Megan
0: Rapino. I know Rapinoe. she's from Reading, I know. Uh, Reading uh, Rapino. Rapino. I don't know. Whatever. Just it's, saying.
1: I'm going to say Megan. So Megan is the women's soccer uh, one of the stars on the Women's Soccer team that they won the World Cup, is that right?
3: Yeah, what, the uh, Women's yes. World Cup. Women's
1: yeah. World Cup. I don't again I don't follow that too much. But what the big issue
2: is That's significant
1: by the way. I know. The big issue is Women are not paid as much as the men in the World Cup. And she has brought a lawsuit on behalf of the women's soccer, uh, national soccer team, to say basically that they should be paid equal amount, uh, as equal as the men. And she's going to try to fight the basic system of inequality. I'm going to quote her. More people want to watch, this is a quote from her, more people want to watch men's soccer, so the men make a lot more money than we do. This is a clear example of systematic inequality that has been enshrined in economic laws for centuries. My answer is true. Next. Or is it?
2: You know, the interesting thing is her statement here in this press conference that she made about supply and demand being unconstitutional and, and whatnot, her statement does not mirror the allegations that are in her lawsuit, the class action lawsuit. The class action lawsuit, she's essentially alleging, we made more than the men. Which, clause, they, which they did, by the way. Clause number, four, clause number forty-two in paragraph number forty-two in the lawsuit says during the period of time, women's soccer made more than men's soccer. So I would think that she would be relying no, on those principles. No, it's not the
3: players.
2: No, my no, understanding no, 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 we're talking about revenue. So to the extent that things are similarly situated right. and somebody's making the argument that like what Fred made, well, women's soccer doesn't make as much as men's soccer. So yeah, the men should make more. Her the argument in the complaint is but women's soccer didn't make less than men's soccer. Women's soccer made more than men's right, soccer. So, so why didn't we get paid exactly. which which is contrary to what she is claiming here which is sublime demand. So Fred Yeah no I was going to say that, that that
1: we've got 1 minute so I want to uh, we want to talk about this uh, in the next segment but what's important to note is is what happened if the men's soccer team won the World Cup and the women's didn't did, do very well I will tell you the men's probably would have made more money at that time it's who's the winner who's making more money the patriots or the jets the patriots are probably making more money than the new york jets because they're super bowl champions so that's something that's going to be interesting to talk about is it a woman thing or is it a thing of who is doing the best or is it a contractual thing right we'll talk about that when we come back
0: yep it's radio law talk stay tuned there's more coming up advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com.
6: Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories.
2: I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested.
6: Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs, and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376, 800-918-1376, 800-918-1376, that's 800-918-1376.
0: Alright, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo, but first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is?
2: Read disclaimers? Why, I couldn't. (coughs) The information you hear on Radio Law Talk is general... The preceding promo was for entertainment purposes only. And if you
0: want true legal advice, contact your own lawyer. Just a tip from your friends at Radio
2: Law Talk. Be sure to read our disclaimers on radiolawtalk.com as well. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories,
5: I took pills. Eating and eating and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but nothing could make me stop. At one point, it was so bad that I just felt like giving up.
0: I felt so alone, like nobody else could possibly
5: understand.
4: We understand. We're Overeaters Anonymous, and we have helped
0: thousands of people just like you. People who want to stop their compulsive eating and start
2: living a healthy, rewarding life. Overeaters Anonymous helped me get my life back.
0: Now I eat in a way that's healthy and good for me. I never realized what I was missing out on.
5: With OA, I am living again
4: and loving it. Start
0: living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web at OA.org.
4: That
0: stuff. Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show.
1: So in this case, the plaintiffs are actually each of the individual women on the soccer team trying to get it as a class, and the issue is whether or not they should be paid the same amount as the men, because it is a fact that the men's soccer team players get paid more money than the women's soccer team players. And if you followed this, which again, I'm not a big soccer follower, but it was dead obvious that the women got a lot more attention, as Denise brought out, that it was because the men didn't even really qualify for hardly anything. They didn't do very well, and the women brought the. The the men made
3: the finals. Did they make the, made the made finals? Yeah, but not not two years ago no, or th- no. four years right, ago. Four sorry. Four years
0: ago. This year, the men made the finals and the women played in the finals and won. But yeah. Yeah. When the suit was begun four years ago, no, not so. Right? Yeah, yeah. So
1: anyway, it, it, what, what it comes down to is, at least for now, the women seem to be more popular than the men when it comes to making revenue. And their argument is, we have actually, if the facts are that we as women have brought in more revenue than the men, and yet the men get paid. More uh, than we do in this case, uh, you know. and I
3: think revenue is irrelevant.
1: And let's get to we'll get. Cal has a contract issue. But let's we're not raise yet. The
0: question number one. The women's contract asked for a solid baseline of pay without incentives. The men's contract asked for a baseline of a line of pay that was lower as a base, but had incentives for victories and so on. When the men won, they got more. When the men lost, they didn't. In the last 10 years, the women have been paid more than the men, even under this flat payment, that, at least according to what the Soccer Association said when they replied. So the women negotiated a different style of contract than the men. If they had the same contract, okay, because the men's is based on revenue.
3: Now They were offered a different contract than the men. Right, but the so way, but it's who's not nego- a negotiation. They're negotiating. N- no, they're agno- negotiating with a huge corporation. Right. That's a nonprofit that has a lot more power and bargaining position than they do. So it's inequality at the very front end. It is is what? The, yeah. Why it wasn't said. the
1: same? Why isn't it the same agreement? They're both the soccer association. The same soccer association. Why shouldn't it be the same agreement?
2: All right. I, I'll I'll put this forward it first. Be, yeah. There 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 is a union at play here. The United States Women's National team, the Players Association, is a union that can bargain under the National Labor Relations Act, that can collectively bargain for wages, hours, and working conditions on behalf of those individuals, so that the employees are not, trying. the players are not trying to Uh, bargain individually. Collectively, they can bargain. And regardless of how they reach the agreement, this is the agreement that they reached. And I don't believe that any lawsuit, clearly there are lawsuits that are available. They could have filed with the NLRB that the That the Soccer Association was negotiating in bad faith, that they were strong-arming him, that they were giving him a take-it-or-leave-it deal, which they can't do under collective bargaining. They have to negotiate in good faith. None of those issues have been raised. So the fact that the agreement was reached as the way Cal talked about it, I I don't know that there is necessarily anything bad about that. Why would there be disparate um, agreements between the men and the women? I, I would put forth this justification. The men are being recruited from the ranks of professional soccer. They're already being paid a lot in professional soccer. And in order to get them from professional soccer to also play in for the U.S. national team, it's going to take a little bit more to get them over. But they didn't want to match income, so they gave the men an incentive-based contract. Women's professional soccer is nowhere near the level of men's professional soccer. So in order for women to be able to make a consistent wage year in and year out playing soccer... Doing so on the national team with a higher base salary that's not tied to wins and losses allows them to continue to play competitively and not have to maintain a separate job to make ends meet, and they're able to do that. It was something that apparently, according to their union, was a contract that met their needs, notably this lawsuit right now was not brought by the players association it's been brought by an individual and the players association has said look we support their desire to get their own money but we're not part of this
3: but they're suing for federal violations under the general the gender laws so the suit doesn't involve the contract so much as it involves federal laws
2: it, it it does however those are still wages hours and working conditions that are historically brought Pursuant to your collective bargaining representation before the National Labor Relations Board. And they have opted to forego that revenue or that avenue for solving this and to go straight to federal court. Fred?
1: So the the issue that I said, what you brought up was very interesting because we are friends. Our family's family is friends with a professional woman soccer player. And I was shocked at the amount of money that she receives. and And as she plays... And she's a really good player. As she plays, they don't fill nearly as many people in the stands. There's just there's no doubt. There's just not as many. But it, it was pretty low. It was like b- b- lower than hundred grand. It was between fifty and hundred grand a year. And this is a professional woman soccer. And it's just like and I, and I guess it's supply and demand. But they don't fill very many seats. Uh, compared well, they have to recently. The, yeah.
3: But historically, you're historically, exactly right.
1: Historically, but I was I was I was a little shocked at, at Woo, and, I, and it is supply and demand. It's, hey, we're going to pay so much according to how much we make. But,
3: but this is a nonprofit organization that's receiving right. the money. So revenue, to me, is irrelevant. But, 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 the, the question is... Are they offering the women so much less because they're women? That's really the question, and that's that's what they're going to have to determine. It's a federal, um, you know, regulation type of an issue uh, that's going to have to be deemed is it constitutional or unconstitutional.
2: Let me let me just ask. I'll just put out this hypothetical. Let's take it out of the soccer context and put it into the context of another nonprofit. Let's take the SPCA. Let's take uh, the United Way. All nonprofits, if They have an amount that they have to spend on employees, people that work for them, and the organization is not bringing in enough revenue to match payroll. All right? Then... It's all tied to revenue. Is there enough to match? Is there enough revenue to justify the amount you're paying? We shouldn't require folks to go into the red so that you can continue to pay a salary if the revenue is not coming in. I don't know what their books are. I don't know what their books are. But it has to be based on revenue because that is the pie that is being split up of which the employees, the players, want a part of. And so whatever it is they want if they want to be paid on par with the men's team but historically they didn't bring in the same revenue, and to pay them in par with the men's team would cause women's soccer to go into the red? I don't think that that's justified.
1: Then what you're saying is that what they should do is renegotiate the contract when it comes up, and it'll be a different thing. And then Denise has got a good point, is arguing that, like, wait a minute, but still there may have been a, 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 a collective bargaining issue that they didn't have the strength uh, or they should have been able to be
0: equal to the men. Then de- then decertify the union and get another one. But the but yeah. the issue is, for example, the WNBA. Name yep. one player that gets paid as much money as LeBron James.
3: Oh LeBron. Oh. Yeah, but that's a whole different no, thing no, because no, no, then no, there are no. owners it's, there's it's, owners that need the revenue. They're making the revenue. It's
0: men and women's sports and it's it's how many What's are in the seats. Pardon my approach. Versus how and how much they're willing to pay to get in those seats. That's where the money. TV contracts, advertising contracts. Soccer's the same, no, except it's, it's a nonprofit business.
3: And the players cannot be endorsed by anything, buddy. Right. All the endorsements are controlled by this entity. Same for the men. They're yeah. the ones that make that money. I know. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. But my right. that's my whole point. They're they're kept from any additional type of money. So the only thing they have is their contract. Right. It should be equal the only look what they would have made a lot of money if it was equal to the man's
2: percentages are the same then i'm okay with it what we what we see in the media is a very simplified version of the argument that i think is unfair to the issues that are going on which is this the way it's pitched is men play soccer we play the same game we win they didn't win they get paid more than us that's wrong there are far more issues at play than just that. For example, the argument here in the lawsuit is that the women's soccer team is similarly situated to the men's, not in terms of level of compensa- uh, competition. Why do we have a women's soccer team and a men's soccer team? It's because the competition level is different and has historically been different. The same is true with the WNBA, women's baseball, the whole thing. It's not the same. You know, if you truly wanted equality and all that, well, then, Ms. Rapinoe, go ahead and try out for the men's national team. I'm sure that you could probably get a waiver on gender things with today's climate, but that's not going to happen because it's going to be harder to get in there. So they're not necessarily similarly situated as they are claiming. But they might have an issue with that revenue. Stuff. Well, we're going to come back.
1: Uh, I want to, not to interrupt, but we we're going to talk about Rudy Giuliani. I want Denise to talk about it, but I just had to throw this in. Women models. I was brought this up. Women model. The women model, the number one model, makes Kendall Jenner twenty two point five million a year. The biggest man model, Simeon Nesman, makes one point five million a year.
0: Equal pay. Equal no, no, pay no. No, That's no, it's different not federal. It's, it's different. It's different. I know it's different. <laughs> I agree teasing. it's different. I'm but it's just
1: interesting how there's money in different different revenues in different areas. We'll be back.
0: Thank you for listening to Radio Law Talk. You can hear us on your favorite radio station. We stream live on RadioLawTalk.com, and we podcast from there as well. Lots of choices of ways to listen to Radio Law Talk. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to RadioLawTalk.com. to schedule your appointment.
1: Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. So- ah!
5: At the corner, we, we waited, waited to cross the street. The stoplight counted
1: down: fifteen,
5: fourteen,
2: 41, thirty-one. I mean, thirteen.
1: We, we took a left on Carroll
5: Garden street.
2: street.
1: Loud music was coming, coming
5: from, from a car. car. Danny's a smart kid, but he gets so distracted.
3: There were so many other sounds. I didn't know what to focus on.
0: Danny, earth to Danny! Suddenly, he realized he forgot his homework again.
3: I left my homework on the table.
0: At the, the school, school steps, steps we, we hope, hope goodbye. I really
3: hope I he doesn't have, have
0: another, another bad day at school, school
6: today. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free online resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Get personalized recommendations, practical tips, daily access to experts, and more. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought <laughs>
0: fun Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show.
1: So Rudy Giuliani has been married approximately 15 years and he gets a divorce from his wife and there's some very interesting arguments made by his wife that Denise is going to talk about but it, it basically comes down to you know uh, and Denise will discuss fault and no fault states uh, and about New York but the interesting general argument is Hmm, he was making lots of money and all of a sudden he's doing all this free stuff for President Trump where before he probably would have charged him. That's what she's kind of arguing. And, wow, he made a lot of money before and he's making a lot less now and trying to claim that he's basically almost broke. Um, How does that work, Denise?
3: Well, he clearly was the supporting um, spouse, so he was supporting her. He made more money than her, and so what she's claiming is that he's now purposely got not just not making any money, but he has got himself in over one million dollars on credit card debts. And so he's claiming he can't, he cannot pay her money. He can't pay her spouse support, nothing like that. And she wants it. He can't pay it. He's claiming, and she's saying, look, why are you? Working for free for President Trump. You should be getting paid. In fact, he borrowed $100,000 from one of Donald Trump's lawyers. And she's claiming, well, that is not necessarily borrowing a loan. That's him getting paid. So they're tr- he's trying to avoid paying her. She's trying to show that he is purposely not um, earning income so he doesn't have to pay her. And it's a very it's a huge conflict in this case it is going on and it's been going on for a long time i don't know if his particular case is a no-fault case or a fault um explain that yeah a no-fault state which california is one and there are many out there um that is where you don't have to have any kind of fault to get a divorce so it's just based on irreconcilable type of differences and you don't have to prove fault in fault states you have to prove fault, and not only do you have to prove fault, but if you prove fault, a lot of times you get more of the money or more of the assets. Even if it's community property state, you could, if you prove fault, you can get sort of like damages for that fault. Um, in Cal, um, in uh, New York, they just recently, I think it was in 2010, um, changed it from a fault state to a both a no fault and a fault state so it has both of them that's what's so interesting about new york um so in new york the fault-based divorces are based upon cruel and inhumane treatment um, of a spouse or an abandonment if you abandon your spouse for a continuous period of one year or more um if you if, if there's Spouses imprisoned for three or more years after the marriage occurred um, if there's adultery going on And if they have been living apart for one or more years after obtaining a judgment of separation Then it's a fault and then living apart for one or more years pursuant to a separation agreement then it goes by fault
2: so Again, just trying to do quickly do research here, I was unable to find out what they have opted for, whether it's fault or no fault, but the things that lead me to believe that they are seeking a no fault uh, resolution are statements by Giuliani, for example, when this started was you know we're seeking an amicable resolution to split things fifty fifty to they're talking about equitable distribution based upon the assets that have come in as opposed to a situation where the the distribution of assets are going to be dependent upon what sort of bad behavior they can allege against me or the other side. So that would lead me to believe, but I can't be positive to that. Um, However, regardless regardless of whether it's fault or no fault, Denise, am I correct that if an individual is intentionally – taking less money for services than they would normally get, as she is alleging on the part of Giuliani. Uh, he can't rely on that to lower his liability for spousal support and uh, ongoing spousal support, for example, to say, Well, I'm not making a lot of money now because I'm donating everything here. If it's clear that, Well, yeah, because the minute the divorce is final, we've got an order that's going to stop and you're going to go start making triple that. You know, that's not something that people can typically do to get around the system, d- right?
3: No, usually states have some sort of um, uh, a law on that, but in new york it's not clear what the law is in new york it seems like it's very similar to california in california if you purposely uh, lose your job or quit your job or purposely don't make the money that you can potentially be making just to avoid support the court can impute that income to you and you would still have to pay support now now what if
2: Giuliani tried to make a creative argument is looking at this that the work that he's doing for Donald Trump is so important to his practice from a marketing standpoint because it puts him in, look I haven't seen any other cases that Rudy Giuliani has taken that land him on CNN, uh, Fox News, you know, any of the big things talking about what's going on with his client if he's got those that are going on. But I do see his name getting out there. In fact, I didn't even know – again, I'm on the other side of the country – I didn't even know he had gone into private practice as a lawyer after being a mayor until I saw him representing Donald Trump and, and – you know, From his standpoint, could he make the argument, well, yeah, I'm not charging a lot, but look how much money I'm getting in free advertising. Okay, That's why I do it, because I make more on the back end because of that.
3: Yeah, well, he could say that, but I think she's got a better argument because she he's actually paying a lot of money.
2: Well, a couple of
1: interesting things. I, I'm going to throw a, a side anecdotal thing in. So she, they're, they're sitting there in court, and and Giuliani's attorney says the following. That he walked into their place and she had taken the china, the silverware, the pictures off the wall and the place was a mess. And she says, she yells out, I did not, I did not, and slaps her hand on the table and the judge is like I'm not gonna tolerate this outburst and so this is getting heated and I'm I'm not yes. saying you know, it's her fault or she's a bad person for doing that, but this is getting really heated.
3: Right, and he has a good argument against her because she's a registered nurse, she's younger than him, you're looking at all of the factors that you would have to consider earning capacity, should you make a man in Giuliani's age have to work. That's also a very big decision that the court's gonna have to make.
1: Right. That's a good that's a good argument. They they also argue that Giuliani Insisted uh, that he was trying to find other sources of income, including the podcast. But here's some facts that are that here's some facts <laughs> that are very important. That I want to get in before the end of this. Listen to this. Listen to this. The proceeds from what he earned. Um, uh, in in 2016 7.9 million dollars and in 2017 9.5 million dollars so now they're claiming they she's claiming they're kind of broke in 2018 2019 that's a huge drop what happened there so i'm jumping on her side a little bit saying Look, look at the previous history and all of a sudden now we're getting this divorce and you're supposedly broke? How do you go from seven point nine
3: and nine point five million a year to all of a sudden, oh man, I, I got a loan money. Um they've got five million dollars tied up in a joint account right now. So he's not truly broke. Yeah. There's he's at least half of that's his and right. maybe more will be his. Um, and then she's also let their their um, their home go into um foreclosure really yes I didn't know that. she didn't pay some kind of thing on it maybe it's not a home maybe they rent it but it, they've got a termination notice
1: wow for sure wow so what's going on in this thing so they're arguing right now basically who gets what I, I was reading and understanding all the things the country club and the and the, you know the, they had a jet uh, not a jet but they had a, a, a apparently you can buy those uh percentages of jets or whatever but they have this this fifty thousand dollar a year jet expense all that type like of a, stuff
3: like a
0: jet club
3: yeah like
1: thing, a jet man. club right. so anyway but that's that's the long and the short of it yeah
3: he was paying her forty two thousand a month and now he's saying i can't
1: can't pay anything right
0: well cal given that it's time for now what? quick takes fred uh no you've got one you want my quick take well if you got one ready yeah
1: i do go If you want to go to law school and take the bar exam, remember, next year, find out which state bar staff member is going to be sending out the topics
2: early, and go to that state. (laughs) Todd, your quick take. Okay. Uh, Mine is a question. In light of today's political climate, and specifically the argument that gender is a malleable concept, and you can choose your gender despite your genetic makeup, What would happen to the women's soccer team's claim if the entire men's team collectively said, we identify as women?
3: (laughs) And mind for all those attorneys out there, if you struggle with whether to use the press or not to use the press, in your case, bad or not, you may become liable. That's what Cosby tells us, that case.
1: Thanks for joining us, Denise and I and Todd and Cal, and uh, we're going to talk to you next week. Remember, we're live Pacific Time, 9 to noon every Saturday.
0: And we thank you for listening to us right here on Radio Law Talk and invite you to join us next time or anytime on radiolawtalk.com. You have been listening to radiolawtalk.com. A copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.